Good morning, everyone. How are you this beautiful day, this beautiful day that the Lord has made? I'm Karen Jane Casey on the podcast, Turn to God with Karen. And every Wednesday we have episodes, Sword of the Spirit. This is where we look at Ephesians chapter 6 about equipping ourselves with a full armor of God. And the Sword of the Spirit is one of the defensive weapons used against the attacks of the enemy, our adversaries. And what is the sword of the Spirit? It is the Word of God. So in keeping with that, in this episode, we always go through passages from the Word of God. So this month begins our um, study of parables, and it's going to continue every Wednesday through the end of this year. And I'm really excited about it. I hope that you are too. In the past two weeks, we've already covered uh, light of the world, that you are the light of the world, let your light shine. And then we, we studied judging people. So, you know, we don't want to judge others. We first need to take a look at ourselves. And then today's episode is out with the old, in with the new. Hmm. Well, does that phrase seem simple to you at first glance? It comes from a parable by Jesus while he's talking among the people there, uh, his disciples and others. Well, let's read Matthew 9, 14 through 17 in the New Living Translation. And this is what it says. Besides, who would patch old clothing with new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leaving an even bigger tear than before. And no one puts on new wine into old wineskins, for the old skins would burst from the pressure, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine is stored in new wineskins so that both are preserved. So I also have Matthew 9, verses 14 through uh, 17, the same, same scripture that we covered in the Amplified Bible because there's more detail and may help you to understand it better. It helps me to read more than one translation. The question about fasting. Then the disciples of John the Baptist came to Jesus asking, Why do we and the Pharisees often fast as a religious exercise? But your disciples do not fast. And Jesus replied to them, Can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. But no one puts a piece of unshrunk new cloth on an old garment, for the patch pulls away from the garment, and worse tear results. Nor is the new wine put into an old wineskin that have lost their elasticity. Otherwise, the wineskins burst and the fermenting wine spills the wineskins and they're ruined. But new wineskin is put into fresh wineskin, so both are preserved. So in the footnotes there, we have Matthew 9, 17. A skin was a bag made from the skin of an animal. New wine was always put in a new bag so that the bag would, would stretch as the wine continued to ferment, and then the bag would harden. 
An old bag would burst if new wine was put into it. So that was a good um, little observation that I wouldn't have realized otherwise. I've read a few commentaries on this passage, and each indicated that these verses represent the change a person goes through once they become a believer in Christ. When a person's repented, believing in Jesus, and they've accepted him as their Lord and Savior, change has happened on the inside. A transformation, a renewal of the heart and the mind. It has happened. The person is completely new and righteous in Christ. Not on the, of their selves, but through Christ. Once saved in God's eyes, then their sins are all gone, like the old cloth, and they are new, white as snow. The believer becomes a new creature with the Holy Spirit residing in them. How can the outer part, the flesh with emotions and carnal ways, remain within the same body? The flesh, the carnal desires and emotions of the world, wars within, wars with the new believer's spirit. If the result of this battle is of cloth, of both old and new, there would be a tearing, and the new would suffer, being compromised by the old. But looking at what Jesus has just addressed regarding some believers continuing with the old covenant practices, some people keep the old combined with the new, such as the old covenant law before Christ, with the new covenant faith and grace through Jesus. What happens with the two, the old and the new, intertwined? It creates weakness, just as the old cloth passed patched onto the new, and because of the patchwork or the compromise, the cloth can tear. Once we've accepted Jesus as our Savior, we're changed. We become new creatures in Christ. Sometimes we can see an immediate, huge difference in one who has come to Christ, but some of us change little by little, while the old fighting of control and compromise goes on. With the old flesh and carnal ways being overcome during our sanctification process. That's our walk as a Christian, growing and maturing as we go. We become new in Christ, throwing out the old. Well, here's a quote from Eliot's commentary that I found on the internet. The more excellent way which our Lord pursued, and which it is our wisdom to pursue, is to take the old garment and to transform it as by a renewing power from within, thread by thread, till all things are passed away and all things are become new. Thread by thread. And here's another quote from Benson's commentary. I'll have to read it a little bit slower. I think he was you know, a, little more, a little bit more learned than I was. So here's a quote from Benson's commentary also on the internet. Our Lord would suit the doctrine he inoculated, instilled through instruction on his disciples and the dis duties which he enjoined them to their circumstances and kindly proportion their work to their strength with a tender regard to their weakness, till by degrees they should be fitted for more difficult and humbling services. By degrees, sort of like step by step. And from his example, says Dr. Doddridge, I'm going on with his quote, 
and the whole genius of his gospel, let us learn make, to make all proper allowances to those about us, that we may teach them and train them up as they are able to bear it, not crushing them under any unnecessary load, nor denying them any indulgence which true, true friendship would permit us to grant them, lest the good ways of the God should be misrepresented, disgraced, and abandoned through our impudent, though well-meaning, severity. A caution to be particularly observed in our conduct towards young people. So in both of these commentaries, we see out with the old and in with the new is a process. A believer's outlook, attitude, and emotions will change as if cloth, thread by thread, or by degrees, or step by step, little by little. So these leading and instructing them exert loving kindness and patience as Jesus did with his disciples. Jesus was very patient as he provided his disciples with information and instruction. So that's a, a good example for us to emulate as we're trying to help someone else. Let me end this episode with a passage found in 2 Corinthians. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In Jesus' name, amen. So thank you for joining me today. I hope that you'll join me every Wednesday morning on the episode of Sword of the Spirit with the podcast, Turn to God with Karen. As you may know, Turn to God with Karen has episodes every Monday, A Hope and Faith Journey, with various topics of bringing encouragement and healing and hope through our challenges and sufferings in life. And then also on Fridays, we have Karen's Book Corner, where I might share a little bit about books I've written or a review of some another author's work. This is Karen Jane Casey, author, speaker, podcaster, domestic violence, victim advocate, and ambassador for Christ. Please go to my website contact page and there you can give me your comments, your suggestions, any feedback is always welcome. And that is KarenJaneCasey.com. And at my website, you'll find resource material regarding domestic violence and also more information about my books, my blogs, and podcasts. And if you've read and enjoyed any of my books, especially if they've brought you encouragement, positive change, hope for healing, then let me know it. Also, I'd appreciate a review on Amazon.com. Well, thank you and God bless.